Welcome to our podcast. This is David King. I want to take just a second and thank you for joining us. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. All right. I want to take just a second, look into the camera, and welcome those of you that are watching online right now at shallowoutreach.com. Big shout out to all of you that are listening to the podcast, all of the ladies at the Claiborne County Detention Center, and that wild bunch at the Tazewell location. We are one church wherever you are, so let's come together, all of us, like you've never done it before. Let's give each other a big hand. Would you do that? Awesome. All right, so we do the clips. We do this as the final part today in a three-part series uh, that we're doing, and, and it's just doing the clips on this and learning a little bit from the Scrooge. Today we're going to learn what it's like to change over to a person of mercy and forgiveness and what it does in our life and, and how it can change our life. And so we're going to be talking about that. Before we get started, I want to do just a few things here and tell you a little bit about our, first of all, our schedule. And uh, I want to make sure I try to tell as many as I can about this. And we're going to send it out in every way that we can. But we will be having services next Sunday morning uh, for both services here at the Middlesbrough location and uh, our services at Tazewell. All the services will resume normal uh, next Sunday, but the following weekend we're going to be uh, we're going to be taking off that, and, and we won't have services. We will have an online uh, message that I'll have for you, and then when we pick back up uh, on the seventh, we're going to have Sunday morning, and then Sunday night at six o'clock, we're going to start our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're going to have services on the Sunday evenings, all three of them, three different people coming in to speak. Three different services on those Sunday nights. And so I'm excited about that. And I'm just really believing for God to move in a powerful way. So we'll resume regular schedule next week. And then the following weekend, we're going to give our teams a break, everybody. And I'll promise you this, they've earned it. <laughs> we had our spectacular last night and um, had two of those services. And had uh, the, it just I don't know that it could have went any better, but they work hard. You know, I've had a lot of people say, you did a great job. No, I, I, it's not me. Trust me. The, the team, the worship team, they, they put the work into that, do a great job with it. And they just try to bring joy to, the, you know, to our community. Just try to bring an evening of joy and, uh, and bring a smile. And so we have some comedy in it and all kinds of different things. And just really had a good time. The sad part uh, for me was our first service. We set out, um, I think, about 40 chairs, 35 or 40 in the middle aisles, and we still ran out of chairs, and we had overflow in the coffee shop, and they turned away cars at our first service. So we're going to try to figure out something next year on that. That was more than we could. We were able to, uh, capacity was able to do. And, uh, and then the second service, there was a little bit of room uh, anyway. But uh, so... We'll figure out something on that one. It's sad, though, for me. Anytime somebody's turned away, I can't hardly bear the thoughts of that. And so we will figure out something on that for sure. Uh, I want to tell you really quick, before I get started today on, on the cards here, this, uh, the, we do the, these God Loves You cards. And if you want to have some fun, okay, get, take some money, put some money in the old pocket, 
And, uh, and not a dollar or two now. Don't tip $2 and give a card away. That's a bad testimony, everybody, okay? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, okay? But uh, just, you know, no matter whatever you've got that you can do, but if it's one time, do it well. Amen? But we give away uh, just extra and, and give out the card a little something extra to show that God loves you. And, uh, and we, we have those out there and at the Tassel location in the foyer, both places. Grab you some uh, and, and give them away. You'll have a lot of fun. I went through McDonald's last year, pulled in the drive-thru. And what I do, I don't put a lot of thought into it. What I do is I just wait. If the Lord, I feel like the Lord unctions me to do that, I'll just, I'll give a little bit of money and with the card, you know. And so I did that. I, I, I throwed out some money there and, and put the card in there with the first one. And when I, when I got to the second window... They come out and start jumping on to me. They come to the window. Two people did, and they said, what would you do to her? What would you do to her? I said, what, what, what? And they said, she's crying her eyes out. You know? And I said, I didn't do anything. I just handed her a card, you know, a little bit extra. And they thought I got on to her or something, you know. But, it, but it's a lot of fun uh, just to be able to help somebody, everybody. And I tell you, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Can you say amen to that? It is a lot of fun. And so take a card and let's just uh, let that be a testimony for us. Today we're going to talk about mercy. We're going to talk about mercy and what it is to, to give mercy to people and what it is to give forgiveness to people and, and what it does for us. And we're going to start off today in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7. He says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. This message today is going to be a little bit tight, everybody, if you will. It's, it gets a little bit tough and it kind of digs into, into us a little bit. And, and I was thinking a whole lot about mercy, and I've just been praying about this all week. It seems like it's been in my thoughts almost all week. But think about the definition of mercy, and, and, and here it is. Mercy is a compassionate or kindly forbearance. A forbearance, to forbear. It, to forbear is to, is to do something that's, that's a decision. You, you make a decision to do something, uh, that you've decided in ahead of time, in other words. You, you made a decision ahead of time to forbear, you see. And, and so it's a forbearance shown toward an offender, an enemy, or a person in one's power. You know, in one's power. I like to think of mercy this way. Mercy is not giving someone what they deserve. Let's talk about grace for just a minute. Grace is when you get something you did not deserve. Right? And, and, and if you've never experienced grace, I'll tell you, that's, that's the God moment in your life. Grace is when you receive something that you did not deserve. Mercy is not giving somebody what they do deserve, you see. And, and, and so I, I, think it's, it's, it's an, I think in all of us, we, we live in a broken world. We're broken and uh, born in sin, if you will. And I think all of us have natural tendencies, okay? I think all of us have natural tendencies to, to try to go in a certain direction if left to ourselves. Let me give you an example. For instance, we have, and I know that this is me, is we've become great judges of others' sins, okay? But great lawyers of our own. Isn't that true? Isn't it true? That, that we, that, that, like we'll defend our actions, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, but then we sometimes find it more difficult to give somebody else the benefit of the doubt. One of the things that I've learned to do over time is to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'll say this, I, a lot of times I'll give somebody the benefit of the doubt even if I don't really believe it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt just for me. Give them the benefit of the doubt to help my, my own self and to help my soul and to, and to keep myself in a good place. And, and because I know that one of these days I'm going to need it, you know. And so today what I wanted to do was just to, to take a look at, at two ways that you can do this. And what, what I'm going to start off with some help here um, in ways that it's, that it's possible. Because I know sometimes some of you may be saying, you know, I struggle with this. I have a difficult time giving mercy to people sometimes. I'm just kind of a, you know, like you got a D personality. It's black or it's white and it's one way or it's the other and, and that kind of a thing. And, I, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, a personality, a D personality or whatever. But the only thing about it is, is that I think we have to realize sometimes that things are never that way. That it never is a necessarily just a black or a white situation and, and to try to read into it. And so a couple of things that I do to help me to be able to give mercy to others, one of them is just simply this, reminding ourselves of how merciful God is to us. Think about it this way. It's, I do this. I, I, I'm a, you know, if you ever see me out, you know, like at Walmart or something, and I'm holding my hands out like this, you know I've got to give myself a lesson, okay? Because I will do this. I will. I have literally just held my hands out and weigh in one hand all of the things that I've done against the Lord. Think about that for just a minute. In word, in deed, in, in, deed, in thought. Ooh. And, and think about all of those things and weigh those out. Now, I'm going to tell you, it gets pretty heavy. I can't think on that one too long. My arm would stretch. And then I think on the other hand of what somebody has done to me, and I compare the two. What's more? What's more is what I have done against the Lord or what somebody else has done against me? And I'm quickly reminded that it's like this, that there's no comparison to one or the other. And Jesus, he deals with this. He deals with this. And I, I, I want to say this uh, just for a minute. Talk to those of you, to, to the Christians in the house for just a minute. To those of you that are watching online. Those of you that progress, uh, uh, um, profess Christ, you see. Those of you that have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Is, is that we are to be Christ-like. And he deals with this in a hard way, everybody. I mean, some of the harshest words that you'll hear from, our, from the Lord Jesus is on this subject. Because it matters and it's important. I told him today, I said, I'm going to throw the clock out. I'm not, taking the, I'm not worrying about no clocks today or anything. This is a long message, but I believe it's an important message. He tells us in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 12, he said this. He said, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors sowing and reaping sowing and reaping and if you've been here any time at all you've heard me say this probably a thousand times that sowing and reaping it's not just pertaining to money everybody it pertains to every area of our life and how many of you have lived long enough to know that there will come a time when you are going to need some mercy Oh, I got you got to do better than that. Come on, everybody. How many of you know there's coming a day when you are going to need some mercy? Amen. 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 And he said to forgive us our debts as we do that, you see. And a lot of times the problem that we deal with, everybody, is our view of things, our view of God, our view of salvation. 
And I, I, I just want to help you a little bit. We are saved by grace through faith and that. That's speaking of the faith even, by the way. Saved by grace through faith and, and that, the faith, is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, I, I like to say it this way, plus nothing adds a lot of meaning to that, you see. Plus nothing. And, and what a, a lot of times, the problem is, is that if we, if we can't see that picture, we struggle with mercy and we struggle with unforgiveness. Let me, let me say it this way. If we think, okay... If we think that we can earn God's forgiveness, everybody, we'll make others earn our forgiveness. Isn't that true? If we think we can earn it, then we'll make everybody earn it. It's just the natural, uh, the natural way. But I tell you, I've not earned anything. Jesus paid a price for me that I could not pay for myself. And when I come, I come by the way just like, I, just like I was. I didn't get better to get there. You don't get good to get to God. You get God to get good. Can somebody say amen to that? And when we all get there one day and we stand before him forgiven and free and, and just filled with the Holy Spirit and, and with his presence and with him, you see, with his love, when we stand there before him one day like that, I promise you this, it's not going to be because of something that we have done. It will be because of something that he did for us. That's the truth, everybody. And if we can get a hold of that, it helps us in a, in a big way to, to be able to forgive and to be able to give mercy to others. The second thing that I do is remember that we will all face God one day. Now, the verse that I'm going to give you is difficult. It's a difficult verse to process. And what I've learned with difficult verses, this is just my way of doing it, what I've learned with difficult verses is that I don't try to process them. I let God be God and David be David. <laughs> How many of you know, not the same thing. And whatever it says, sometimes just let it say it. Let me give you an example. Matthew chapter 6, 14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not, it's going to get quiet. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's hard, everybody. You say, well, that's, you know, Matthew, that's tough. Let's spin on forward to James. All right? Look at James 2.13. So you must show mercy to others, or God will not show mercy to you when he judges you. Sowing and reaping works in everything. But the person who shows mercy can stand without fear at judgment. And I, I, here's the thing, everybody. I, I'm not trying to, I'm even going to qualify all of that. I just read it to you, okay? That's it. We'll just read it. But, but to understand today that we're going to all stand before God one day, and I, and I, I know this. I know that David, he, he's going to need mercy. I'm going to need that forgiveness, everybody. I'm, I'm going to need all of those things. And I'm going to need those things from now until the day that I leave here. And I'm definitely going to need them when I stand before a holy God one day. 
And the idea that just to be able to, to look at life and to look at people's transgressions toward me and weigh them against my transgressions before the Lord, it enables me, you see, to be able to forgive others, listen to me, whether they deserve it or not. I'm not making light of an offense, and I'm not saying what somebody does is okay. Matter of fact, some of the things that people do, it's unspeakable, if I can just be honest with you. I can't even imagine some of the things that people do. But it has nothing to do with it. What I'm talking about will benefit you. What I'm talking about will help you, you see. And, and, and one of the things, from day one, in the beginning of this, you got... In, in, in the pastorate, you know, because when I came here, I was a 39-year-old contractor, and, and what I knew about being a pastor, you could stick it in your eye and it wouldn't hurt you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It, I mean, nothing. And, and, and I, I was just trying to figure it out. And, and one of the things I thought, you know, I'm making all these decisions all the time. It's like that now. You're always making a decision on how to, how to do something and what should we or not, you know, and all that. And, and, and one of the things I, that I've stuck to is that if I'm going to err, okay, if, if I'm going to err in any way, I want to do it on the side of mercy, right? I want to do it on the side of love. Let, let me say it this way. Let's do this. Let's stand before God having loved too much rather than having judged too harshly. Are you with me? Let, let's stand before God having loved too much. You say, yeah, but they don't deserve it. That doesn't matter. You didn't deserve salvation either. Whoo. Oh, I, I, you all, I'm going to be a little more serious today than what you're used to because we're on a serious subject here. And I'm telling you today, you cannot earn your salvation. Jesus paid the price for you, for your forgiveness. You cannot earn it. It is a gift. And we are called by God to return that gift to everybody that we come into contact with, whether they deserve it or not, because David did not deserve salvation. I like what C.S. Lewis said. C.S. Lewis said, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Wow. And folks, what I'm talking about today, it's hard to kind of get a hold of this, but what I'm talking about today will set you free. I'm telling you, it will set you free. You say, I, I, let me ask you something, are you a miserable person? Because if you're a miserable person, it's because you have unforgiveness in your heart and no mercy. It's true. My name is David. My wife said, smile, I got a smile here, I just remembered. <laughs> smile, my name is David and I'm your friend. And I am trying to help, I really am trying to help. There's a whole list of people that we're going to encounter in our life. People that's going to need it. You know, I was thinking about this, when we look at this, why don't we look at the model the Lord gives us? Why not look at the model... That the Lord gives us in this. Let me give you an example. The Bible says that he's cast our sins as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. And we kind of look at that and think, well, God forgets because of that. It's not true, though. God doesn't forget. God is omnipresent, omnipotent. He does not forget, okay, anything. That word, never to be remembered again, 
It, what it means in the Hebrew language is that it means never to be brought up again. In other words, it's not that God has forgotten what you have done. It's that he promises to never bring it up again. That's good news. That's good news when we stand before the Lord and know that my sins will not be brought up before me again. And so if we look at the model of how God does that, it gives us the answer of how we can do that. Because, see, you know, there's the old adage, um, forgive and forget. How many of you know that's nonsense? It's not like you can just forget it. Come on, somebody. Am I here with real people today or what? You don't forget it. You do not forget. So what do you do? How are you going to do it? How can you not forget and then find forgiveness? You do it the way he does. He says, that his mercies are renewed every day. You know how you keep yourself clear and how you keep your heart with, unfor with forgiveness and mercy and all of that? You wake up every day and forbear. You wake up every day and you consciously make a decision to forgive each and every day. You let your mercies be renewed every day and let your heart stay clean before the Lord and I tell you it will change your life everybody. It'll change your life. Let me give you a few people that we're going to encounter that you're going to have to show mercy to. You're going to have to forbear. You're going to have to make a decision. Okay, here they go. Here's one of them. It's to those that make mistakes. They make mistakes. Let me ask you something. <laughs> Taswell, cooperate with me here. Here we go. How many of you in the house, in the houses, have made a mistake? Can I see your hands? Come on, everybody. I'm going to hold up two for those of you that are lying through your teeth right now, and I'm going to try to help you a little bit. The, mistakes? Folks, if we've made them, shouldn't we show mercy to people who do? Matthew chapter 12. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. This is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him. He's speaking about Jesus here. Get a hold of this now for just a minute. He's speaking about Jesus, and he says, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. And then he goes on to say this, he will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. You know, I was thinking early on, something my pastor said to me one time early on that, that really shaped what I do today. He said, imagine Jesus for just a minute on the mount." Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the, you know, I mean, just going over that. He said, David, this is what he said to me. He said, David, he wasn't screaming at people. He was talking to them. And I, and I made a decision that day, early on, that I want to teach. I don't want to scream at people. I don't want to shout at people. I don't want to do any of that. You know why? Because I want to be like Jesus. That's what the Bible says about him. That he, he didn't shout or raise it. He didn't do that. And I think, you know what, I think sometimes, folks, the problem that we run into is that as Christians, we are often known for what we do not believe in or what we do not like. Oh, can I get political for just a minute? Can I? Huh, huh, can I? Huh? The Democrats are not your enemy. 
Republicans are not your enemy. We are called to be Christ-like, everybody. We are called to love one another as I have loved you. And by this sign will everybody know that you're my disciples, that you have love one for another, period. Period. The second thing you're going to deal with, you're going to have to do it, is to those that let us down. Oh, well, I thought about this one and wrote it out, and I thought about that, and I thought, you know, there, I know that I've let people down. I know that. I forgot to be places before and just forgot to do things, or, or it just, it's just a matter of time before I'll let you down. And, and, and it's just a matter of time before somebody else will. You know, sometimes I think, sometimes people just, you know, they need mercy because they just simply forget something or it's not intentional. And then, and then other times I think that we just need to, to stop putting people on a pedestal, everybody. Is that okay? Just don't put them up way up here. They can't live there. They can't live there anyway, and sooner or later what's going to happen is they're going to fall down off that pedestal because the only one that belongs on a pedestal is God. Amen? It's true. And, and if we look at everybody and you say, you know what, they're human, and, and they're going to make mistakes and give people the benefit of the doubt, I tell you, to help us. Luke chapter 23, he said this, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. I always thought that was like, are you kidding me? I'm serious. That's how I read that verse for years. For years. This is what I thought. This is just David. This is my interpretation of this. But I thought, yes, they did know. But I mean, seriously? Yeah, they knew what they were doing. I, I mean, I, I think there for a long time, I was thinking about when I see Jesus, I'm going to say, Jesus, they knew. And he makes this decision, a decision to say they don't know. And you know what I thought about later on? It's true. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know that he was paying the price for the world. They didn't know that David would be forgiven one day because of that. They were playing right into the hands of the enemy and, 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 and all of that and everything that they did. It's true. They didn't know. They didn't know that God works all things to the good to them that love him. They didn't know that. They didn't know that he would be victorious that day. They didn't know. And, and he looks into the future and he says, just forgive them because they don't have a clue what's happening here. And it's true. I, li I like what Max Lucado says. Max Lucado said, unfaithfulness is wrong. And it is. It is wrong. Revenge is bad, that's true. <laughs> but the worst part of all of that is that without forgiveness, bitterness is all that's left. Think about that. Without forgiveness, bitterness is all that's left. And folks, I'm going to say this, I'm just going to pastor you here for just a minute. You have to forbear. You have to choose it, and you'll have to choose it every day day every day let me give you somebody else to have mercy on number three you ready it's to those far from God you know what the Bible says about people that are far from God you may be in here right now far from God you know what the Bible says about that it says that they can't see they're blind and then we find ourselves sometimes getting very aggravated and very frustrated with people who can't see 
Folks, it'd be like somebody coming in that's blind and they run into the chair and you get mad at them because they run into the chair. Blind is blind. If you can't see, you can't see. You know, maybe we just look at it that way, the way that the Bible explains that, and it gives us the opportunity to be able to look at, into a world. I've got family members that are blind, and I don't get aggravated with them. They just can't see. And, and to the, why don't they understand? Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. That's why. Unless you know God, you're not going to see. The final one's a big one. It's a big one. And I think it could be at times the most difficult one. Oftentimes the most difficult person in the whole world to show mercy to is to ourselves. It's true. It's to ourselves. And what I said in the beginning of this is that we, if we can't forgive ourselves, everybody... We're not going to be able to reciprocate that over to others. And I'm going to promise you something. All of you, at one time in your life, one way or the other, you've messed up. And it's true that some of you may, may be more or less or something maybe than others. I don't know about all that. But can I tell you, just a mess up, some mess up. Showing mercy is showing mercy. Forgiving is forgiving. And we have to forbear it. We have to decide to forgive people. We have to decide to show mercy. And then we'll know. We can know with confidence. That we'll live our lives and stand before God one day. Having erred on the side of mercy and the love. And, and if I can do that. If I can forbear. If I can make that decision to do that in advance. Then what, what I can do is I can stand before God and I can stand before him and, and, and I know that I'm going to receive it because he told me so. But it applies to you as well. You can't just forgive others and not forgive yourself. Unforgiveness is unforgiveness. Are you with me? It, it doesn't matter if it's to you or to someone else or whatever. Unforgiveness is unforgiveness. And we, we have to keep that before us because I tell you, listen, I know this is hard today, but the most difficult words that the Lord had to say was on this subject. And the reason is because it matters, you see. It, it's of the utmost importance. And we have to find a way to be able to just, not just give it to others, but to give it to ourselves. And, and let me give you a word. Your sin and your past is not more powerful than what Jesus has already done on the cross. Now you believe that or you don't. See, if you have a hard time forgiving yourself, it's because you don't believe that. Could it be possible that we're elevating our sin above the cross? If we can't forgive ourselves that, we, that, we're, that we're holding on and we're actually elevating that? 
When the truth, if, if we should elevate anything, it should be what Jesus has done and, and then look into the lives of other people and say, you know what, we're all just broken people born in sin and we're all going to need mercy and we're all going to need forgiveness and we're all going to need to experience that in our lives and in exchange we're going to make a decision and we're going to forbear and we're going to choose to give that to others because it's been given to us freely, you see. Now let me ask you something. Have you ever experienced that in your life? I'm not asking you what you know about something. Scrap that for a minute. Have you ever experienced what it's like to be forgiven by God? When the Spirit of the Lord floods your soul, when you experience what it's like to have that lifted off of you, my friends... You will know it. You'll know it. So I'm going to ask you again. Have you ever experienced what it's like to be forgiven by the Lord? I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. And here's how it's going to seem. There's going to be all kinds of things the enemy tries to, do, tries to do at this very moment. One of them is, is he wants you to work at it. You get this out of your life, then you can get a little closer, get this fixed, then you can get a little closer, get this fixed, and you might be able to get there. He'll run you in circles your whole life trying to get good to get there. That's one of the ways. And the other one is that he will accuse you to the point where you elevate your past above the cross. It's not true. See, the way you do, you just come and you just ask for it. It's a free gift. You can't earn it. You can't earn it. That means you've got to come just like you are today. You can leave here different than you came in. You can leave here forgiven and free. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to be a part of a prayer. I'm not going to. Just I'm trying to do like Jesus, trying to be like Jesus as much as I can. And... Um, and I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up. I'm, honestly, the reason I don't do that is because this is not between you and everybody in here or at the Tazewell location. It's not. This is between you and God. And I just want to help you with this prayer because sometimes we kind of don't know what to say. Kind of stuck. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that, to pray with me right now. So if you would, all of our locations right now, all of you at the Tazewell location, if you would, bow your heads with me and close your eyes for just a minute. And while the teams come this way to help me out here, if you're in here right now and God's been dealing with you, and you say, you know what, I don't know what it's like to be forgiven. I don't know what it's like to have that load lifted off of me. If that's you right now and you say, you know what, but I want to know. I want to know what that's like. I want to I leave here today different. If that's you right now and you want to be a part of that prayer, would you do this at any of our locations? Would you just raise your hand right now and say, that's me. It's before God right now. Before, would, I just want to know. I want to leave today forgiven and free. I want to experience what it's like to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be a part of that prayer. I'm tired of running tired of running from a God that wants something for you 
If you're tired, just want to be a part, just lift your hand up and say, that's me. That's me. I see you. God bless you. Anybody else? All right, here's what I want to do. We're family here, everybody. You're not by yourself. So what I want you to do, all of us together, would you do this? Would you just lift your voices with me and let's pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And today I will believe that the price you have paid on the cross is more than enough for the sins I have committed. Today, I will trust you as both Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand of praise? Would you do that? Awesome, awesome. Stand with me here for just a minute. Here's what I want to do. We have some communion over here during worship. If you'd like to come and just receive communion and be reminded as a reminder, we have some communion over here. We have, a, we have over here at the cross an opportunity to just seek God and just to, you know, you could even write down the name of somebody that you need to give over to the Lord, something you need to let go of. There's opportunities on both sides, or we can just simply just, just lift our hands in worship. When we lift our hands, it's a sign of surrender. Universal sign of surrender just to lift our hands and say, you know what, God, today I'm trusting you to handle this. So let's do that as we worship. Let's just give him our very best because he's worthy of it. Amen.
lift him up right now. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Would you do that? Come on, you can do better than that. Let's lift him up in this place. He's worthy. Wow, yes. I'm going to speak just a minute to those of you that, that lifted up your hands and, uh, and you did that before God. All you had to do was mean it. So it's it. He knows. Nobody else does, but he does. He searches the rain to see him. Searches our heart and knows. So if you mean it, he's going to respond to that. And if you end up with a response and you've got a lot of questions, then what's next? What do I do? And one of the things we, we want to talk to you about is water baptism. It's, a, it's your first testimony is what it is. It's your opportunity to just testify to what God has already done in your heart. That death, burial, and resurrection, brand new, you see. And so it, and it gives a testimony to everybody about that. And so if you'd like to be water baptized, you know, and uh, we believe it's post-decision. But if you'd like to be water baptized, fill out that connection card. Put on there, I want to be water baptized. Give us a phone number. If you'll give us a, 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 a clear phone number, then we'll call you and we'll set that up. We do those on the third Sunday. And if we need to, we can adjust that time. It doesn't have to be then. I mean, sometimes people with family and schedules and stuff... But we usually do them on the third Sunday, and so I uh, would love to just be a part of that in your life. The other thing, too, is our growth track. I can't emphasize enough, folks, how important it is to be connected. Um, I love corporate worship. I love church. It's always have, Since the day I give my life to Jesus, I love church. But I tell you, you can be very lonely in a place like this. And that's why it's so important to get connected and, and to serve and be a part of the team. And so what we do, we have a step one, starts the first week. Uh, when we come back on the 7th in uh, 
January, we'll have step one. And I explain everything that I know to explain about what we believe and how we operate and everything that I possibly can. I even take questions. If you have any, I'll do my best to answer questions because we don't want anybody to regret that decision. If I had known this, I would not have. We don't want that. So we, we lay it out there for you. Transparent, okay? And then the second step is a gifts discovery. It helps you to discover your gifts and what God, it's for you to discover your gifts. And then the third step, and that's what we're going to be doing today down there is the third step. People that's already went through step one and two, they're going to be meeting the team and uh, choosing. They choose the place they want to go and serve and, and get connected. And so um, we'd really love for you to be a part of that and just, just to be a part of what God is doing in our lives. I can't emphasize that enough. And so think about that.